there. Have you had thoughts and questions about how product management is practiced in Nigeria, Africa, and the world at large? Or if other product managers are going through the same challenges and how to resolve it? If any of these strikes occurred, welcome to Product Center. Listen to product leaders share their thoughts and experiences on practical topics such as design thinking, user research, product development, team management, etc. So irrespective of your level, either you're aspiring, practicing, or senior product manager, there's something to learn to give your career a boost. You should follow us on our social media platforms, Twitter and LinkedIn, Art Product Centered, and subscribe to our newsletter. We share lots of product management resources, and of course, notifications when episodes are released. Hosting today's podcast is Shikemi Weini, and I'll be speaking with Bumi Wellington. We'll be discussing our product management experience and some insights into what product leaders are looking for during interviews. But before we jump right into it, let's do some introductions. Bumi is a seasoned product leader who is currently the group head, product development and management at eTransact. She has over 20 years of experience in technology and finance. Bumi is a product management coach and she has been invited to give talks at several meetups. She's a great writer and she frequently publishes PM articles on Medium. Bumi, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to be part of this um, product-centered interview. I hope my answers will be very impactful. I look forward to helping aspiring product managers and practicing product managers. Interesting. Thank you very much. So the interview is going to be in two sections, right? We're going to the first part, which we're going into now. It's going to be on navigating the product management path, right? The journey so far. You're telling us what your journey in product management has been. Um, the goal is for people to understand your own journey and hopefully get tips and bits of wisdom that's, that can help them to in their own career path, right? I can help them to blaze the way because I see you that way. I see you as a product leader. I see you as someone who has um, carved a niche for herself in this space. You can start with a bit of an introduction, like an experience. So can you, can you tell us what your experience in the product management space has been? You know, where did it all start from? Did you, have you always wanted to be a product manager? Um, did you start out as a PM? How did you get into product management? Just let us know how it all began for you. Um, it wasn't something I planned. It wasn't something I wanted to be. I think in my article, I wrote that I wanted to be a lawyer. I was, you know, number one arguer. I was defending things. Um, okay. And so for me, that that's sort of where it started. It's from when I was young, I wanted to always play with things. I wanted to build things. You know, I was that Lego child. You know, buy me Lego. Though I would throw it, throw it away, my parents would always buy me. So I always wanted to build and see how I could do it better. I always looked at it being... Um, something that I should perfect, just build it in general, you know, being creative. Um, as, I, as I grew in my professional career, or as I progressed through my professional career, I started seeing that I believe that product success is product quality. So, you know, that also uh, paved my way. So as I began to work, uh, my first job was really, my first real job was as yeah. a quality assurance analyst, right? Mm-hmm. And so as a quality assurance analyst, what that meant is I looked at the product and I, I, I assessed the product to the criteria mm-hmm. that the customer wanted and a product that the customer would enjoy. So before that, um, while I was doing that through my through my professional careers, I wore different hats. And these different hats meant that building products that customers enjoy, that people enjoyed, anyone that came in contact with a the product, they wanted to use this, they were happy about it, they were satisfied about it. 
so these different roles, I call them preemptive roles. They were adjacent in nature, um, quality assurance, business analysts, project managers. Um, they, they, they developed my yearning for building stuff. They grew my creativity. You know, they, they, they just like really drew out, you know, I was always creative. I didn't realize I was creative, but you know, the way I applied it on, on this job showed that, you know, I was already practicing product management, but I wasn't, I didn't have that title. And I always looked like, like I said, the fish and free products, you know, products that satisfy people, products that make people happy, products that work well, you know, I think these experiences and perspectives have shaped my wins as a product manager. You know, yes, I didn't have the title of a product manager, but I did these jobs, you know. And I and eventually when I realized that, I think it was a, it was a manager that I worked for or you know, a headhunter reached out to me and this guy said, "Look, I'm looking for a product manager." And I'm like, "Uh, oh, product manager? I don't I don't I don't know that. What's that?" And so it was not like, "Ah, look at your CV now. All these things you've been doing, we had conversations, you know." and you've built businesses and you've helped businesses grow. So all of these experiences I had now pulled me into the product management um, role. And as a product manager, I began to, what I now did is took those experiences to, to build um, my, my product management um, expertise, right? And I, I now shape them and form them into product management needed. Something a lot of people don't know is I did some engineering work. And so that also engineering work as a developer, it gave me perspective, right? Okay. That, okay, well, how do engineers think? How do you relate with engineers? It may be very different from now because I think that was about 15 years ago that I, I worked as an engineer. But, you know, at least I saw from the perspective that us engineers, well, then I, I saw you, I'm not relating with engineers. I'm not farming, but <laughs> then I think it was always about the, about the output, right? It wasn't about the outcome. We weren't thinking about what the customer wanted. We just wanted to get the work done, get it done and deliver it quickly. But I think times have changed now in terms of how engineers receive um, what a product means it's not just about the, the script or the coding that they do it's a lot about you know also that outcome and I think agile has helped help change that well that's really nice um, I didn't know you did any engineering work I don't think I saw that on your seat on your LinkedIn profile <laughs> which I've been stalking by the way I, just I, don't, I, don't, I don't put it out there it was it was a short <laughs> it was like a short-lived one but yes, okay. I did some Java engineering and I did some data data engineering or PLC code development. Yeah. That's really nice. I like how you say preemptive roles because I feel like that's one of the things that um, people don't have full sight of it. And then we're going to touch a bit of that um, in the interview section. That's the second part of this um, of this interview. And essentially. I think we should talk about it because there's this perception that, oh, okay, ah, um, I haven't been a product manager before now, you know, how am I going to get into that space, right? Which one of the things I want us to address um, towards the end? So many people asking questions, how do I switch? I still got somebody who sent me a WhatsApp message, um, I think earlier earlier this week saying, oh, okay, I'm currently doing customer experience. I think it's similar to product management because I, I know the I know what the users want, you know, to an extent, but I, I, don't, I don't really know how to cross over, right? So we would address that a bit. Um, so let's just go straight to the, to the second question then. You're the group product manager, right? Um, there are a number of things that you do on a day-to-day um, basis. Can, can you run us through what that is like? So um, I would, for this, I would like people to have an idea of what product managers do. Um, and maybe for existing, for new product managers, I would like them to have an idea of what product managers do. Right, people that want to be product managers and for people that are already practicing product management i think i'd like them to have an idea of what you would be doing as a group product manager when you get to that level because you know everybody's 
everybody's praying and hoping that at some point they would progress. So what what is that like being the group and product manager? What do you do most of the time? Yeah, what's your day-to-day like? So, so you know, the career path is is a bit, I think it's it's been refined now and it's been sort of different. So I started as an associate product manager. Not necessarily, I'm just talking in general here. Associate oh, okay. product manager to a product manager to a senior product manager to a director, uh, maybe a VP of product management, SVP product management, and then a, a chief product officer, which is what my um, role is equivalent to. So um, there, there's so so all those you know if we if we took this time to talk about it, I, I think we would exhaust the time of the interview. But pretty much as a, as a product manager, some of the things I, I I like to streamline into maybe three things, right? It's okay. sort of the building, you know, the the planning, the building, and, and and the growth. You know, in terms of the planning, what's that? That means that I'm doing some research. I'm trying to define the feasibility and the viability and feasibility of of, of a product, and then I look at um at at building. You know, what are these things that the engineering team is doing how am i working with them and then i look at how do i help this thing grow what what are the what are the metrics like right now what are the learnings and the feedback and how do i muster that and and deliver a successful product right so on on, on a day-to-day basis for me um you know at, at, at that top level i shouldn't have to do operational or product activities but I find, um I do a lot more strategy than I would as a as a as a product manager or even a senior product manager so I look at how am I aligning um the the product vision um to what we are hearing from the customers you know we're sort of viewing what the customers are doing we're looking at the performance metrics we're saying okay fine the, this product as it has gone out what are the behaviors that we are seeing is it matching up to our expectations so a lot of that takes time, you know, the learnings that we get from the customer, I take a lot of time looking at that. Um, I also take a lot of time to dig through what's going on, you know, what's the what's the current current uh, market like, what's the future of the market, and how are we getting ready for that? So, you know, a product, product life cycles mean that you have to be ready to move at any time, and, you know, it's about building the, the right product at the right time. So you can't wait as you have a current product where you are evaluating how it's doing its performance, you also have to be ready to plug in new things, ways that you find to, to engage the customer. So I find myself doing a lot of strategy work. I find myself, you know, fighting some fires, you know, so if, if, if we're in the build phase of something, maybe fires could be engineering, fires could also be maybe uh, um, conversations with marketing, conversations with the business team. The business team may not be happy about um, the outlook of a product, their contributions have not been satisfied because in as much as we have external customers, we also have internal customers. Everyone has to be happy. So, you know, how as a product manager, it's it's aligning, it's, it's focusing that product vision. It's helping to focus that product vision within our, our corporate envir- environment. So a lot of my time goes into that. And then a bit of my time goes into mentoring and coaching. So my, my job is to sort of guide my product managers to ensure that they're de- delivering the right products, they're equipped with the right resources, um, they're, they're growing in knowledge also, like, you know, you know, pushing them to one day be, be able to take my role, be able to function without me. We have different levels of product managers. So at, at those different levels, the coaching style or the mentoring style is different. But I find a lot of my, my time doing that. And essentially the way I would wrap it up is saying that um, my, my role is to sort of 
guide the product team and the product team does not just mean product people it means engineering qa the growth team the business team and ensuring that um their their their, their needs are aligned towards the product vision i need to ensure that it's uh, the product vision has been shaped and there's an understanding and a common ground for for, for the team oh that's interesting um i think I, I like how you mentioned the thing about building the right products at the right time because truly is the the word like i like to say um users are now <laughs> the word is work you know they know what they want they, they they know what your competitors are offering they know where to get what what's best right so i like the fact that you mentioned building the right products that's very important but also at the right time um if you come today and you say you want to launch a i don't know i don't know a social media platform right i would i would ask you right in terms of first mover advantage would you have that no um there's a lot of work that you would need to have done you know in terms of adding more features or adding unique selling points to your product that would differentiate it because the market is very mature right so when when users know what they want when they have several alternatives you know you need to know that you're building the right product at the right time because at this time what are the users saying what are the users expecting in terms of features right um there are so many things so many features so many functionalities that they have seen in some other places that per time you need to keep up to right you need to keep up keep up with the trends so that your your own user journey is not it's not tiring it's not stressful if not users will definitely um leave your platform and go to other other platforms except there's a very key strong unique selling points thank you very much Bumi, for sharing that with us um so I think I can uh, this is the next question I want to ask you. So what are the things you understand now, you know, that you think would have helped you become a better PM? So you told us a bit about your product management journey, how you started out, um and and what your day to day is like now, how you you work with strategy, how you help people and how you guide people. I think the question really is phrased around some things that people can do better to become better PMs, right? Um you know, this there's this thing that people usually say when they write a letter to their younger self or something like that. So what would that be like <laughs> for you? So I am I have chilled let's use that word right um I, i think what really stands out for me is is that word empathy and i know it's thrown around a lot it's a buzz within the product management discipline it's a, become a buzz also you know across um all functional teams um within an organization but empathy really stands out for me and when we think about that we think about customers you know external customers the one buying and using the product but the reason it stands out for me is because my internal customers are also very important and i think i took that for granted very early right um it was so much work you know stakeholder management trying to get a lot of people on that common ground especially when you have people that have very traditional people that have a legacy viewpoint and they're not ready to change they're flexible and they're rigid but what makes you great is the leadership skill that you should have what's that influence that you have and communication skill that you have that you would use to relay information to a traditional person or person that has a legacy mindset to change their mind about something or to understand also not just change their mind listening enough and understanding them enough being filling their shoes to see what it is that they 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 want or why is it that they feel like the product is not aligned with what they're thinking So a product manager's job is to be able to align, synthesize, you know, so much information, you know, um it's 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 quite broad the, the inputs that they have into decision making about a product. And so for me, I think, you know, 
I, I did well handling all the various other inputs. But internal customers that I felt, I always felt like internal customers should understand this the, the, yes. the most. Like, you know, it should be yes, my I easiest supporter. Yeah. You know, they should be my easiest supporter. They should be my champion. But I should have looked at around the other way. I'm I'm their champion. I'm their voice. So I needed to understand where it is that they were coming from. You know, why did they feel strongly about this? And, you know, with all the information that I have being central to, to, to the conversation, then I should help them understand and then imbibe what they have and fit that into, into the goal where we're applicable. Interesting. That's that's really key. Um, so now that you've even mentioned it, I different scenarios come to my mind about how I've had to spend more energy trying to convince people internally, right, to get them to give um, approvals for resources, sometimes to allow me to get some of the work I need to do done. Sometimes um, they could be a bit a bit of a, I think it's called hippos, right? <laughs> how you handle hippos in the, yeah. in the building. And sometimes when you have yeah. a key key stakeholders coming to say, oh, this is the feature that I that I want. You know, this is what I saw this somewhere and I think it will work. And you know that immediately you add this feature, your whole pipeline goes, you know, yeah. coming down. So it's really good. It's really good. I, I like how you mentioned that you need to you need to take note of that. You need to buy win them over to your side, right? It's yeah. it's very important, you know. If they're not on your side then you can you can't you can't make a lot of progress. You can't even later get to your goal of now satisfying the external consumers, right? It's it's really key. Thanks for telling us that. Okay, so um Product managers have several challenges. I think we've already started touching on that. One is um, um, internal stakeholder communication, right? What, what are the other challenges that you say might have posed a threat to you or just giving you some, should I say, sleepless nights, right? Sometimes, I can remember earlier on, even this is me just sharing an example. I can remember earlier on in my career, there was a time that I, and then I was so young then, whenever anything was wrong or was not going well, I would so think about it, what am I doing wrong? You know, it was, it, it was such a trying time for me. And at the time, one of those times, I was going home, it was in the night, and Bumi, believe you me, like I passed my bus stop. <laughs> and I always got to like, give like one or two stops in front of me. like, oh my God, I just woke up and say, no, she came here. That was a turning point for me. I'm like, I've already passed my bus stop. And then I had to come down. And it was at night. I had to get another vehicle back home. Just because I was worried sick about a particular product. It was engineering that was causing this work. About a particular product. I think there was a switch in the personnel that was working on it. And so there was a bit of... Um, of survey everywhere and then from that experience i just sat down i reflected internet and i'm like no there, there are better ways to handle this so that's one challenging situation for me when i was starting out my career you know as a product manager but what what, what challenges have you faced and definitely of course how have you overcome that right so that other product managers can do likewise yeah it's funny that as soon as you asked the question the first thing that came to my mind was engineering um there's um i'm i'm lucky to have had great engineering partners um so thank god i'm not going to throw any of my engineering partners under the bus um that understand the role of product management and why product management is important so a, a challenge for me there would be why when product man, uh, when engineers you know don't understand the why and so that comes along with communication also and being a champion and being a motivator as a product manager to, to allow your engineering partner to understand the why of a, of a product, carry them along, 
make them feel you know the same control and power that you have i think it generally human nature it's about power it's about control it's about inclusivity you know am i included am i part of this decision making process so it's not handing over work to an engineer you're not saying okay come here come here build this just do it you know it's not about that it's about that collaboration <laughs> that happens and i think that's what agile is trying to prove um i'm still not on board with agile as long as it's been around I'm fully on board but i am on board to a certain extent but i do believe it's very important that we have those conversations and i think that there's this rivalry between product management and and software engineering things are changing you know and engineers now feel that some of that passion that a product manager feels when when they're trying to build especially when they understand the why why are we really doing this who are we building this for what's the impact that you're going to have so if i tell my engineering guy this feature that you're building or this product that you're building do you know what it's going to do and these are the sort of numbers that we're looking at so they become involved in some of the business business impact that you look to gain so i think for me that challenge is just easily solved by getting their buy in you know being 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 partners so there's a, there's an equality that that people look for and i think for engineering that's what's important look do they say i'm the one doing the work for you can't you can't do anything without me you can have all the ideas you want you can be as creative and great as you want but ultimate delivery of that product is my engineering partner so you know i have to be their biggest champion i have to be their biggest motivator i have to be their therapist I have to be there. But most importantly, I need to share with them the why of why they're doing this and the impact that they have. You know, power control, it goes into anything, it's human nature, begin to understand the psyche of someone. I hope I'm not using they will now know how I do these things, but you begin to understand the psyche and then you respect them. You respect their role and you respect their contribution. Interesting. That's that's good. Um, hopefully, as we as we all proceed in our career, I think it has to do a bit with it personality types too, right? And I think that some of them just want to be they're just naturally difficult. Permit me to say. So I have somebody. I'm, there's, there's a lady I'm working with now, and then she mentioned something recently about how oh she's so happy that. Um, people usually complain about this product management and engineering rivalry right that you just mentioned and she said oh that she hasn't she hasn't any had any bad experience and she's so glad that the engineers and her team are contributing everybody's building the product together and i'm like oh i'm happy for you thank you i mean thank god right but <laughs> because if if i were to compare all that to another instance um, of another product manager that I know of that her first maybe one or two projects before she could get the engineers to see her as the I don't want to say expert or the voice of the customer on this you know it took her a while a lot of um, arguments a lot of um, what should I say um, um, older intervention from senior senior colleagues to say you know to speak to both engineers to speak to her that this this should be this way and all of that so i i think it's really good the um, advice right and the strategy that you're giving which is i uh, make them understand make them see the reason why you know and some things that i do once in a while when when i have some um space bandwidth development time i allow them come out with me for meetings right so that they understand what i'm understanding because <laughs> sometimes when they stay in the office and then we try to explain things to them they're like okay okay but this is what we can do i'm like okay no problem but when they're uh, with me for one or two of this of this engagement and they see the need that the customer has how the customer needs that to launch this at this time they would then know what they can move right then we can start having conversations about oh what can we really prioritize right even things that i probably thought were very 
very important. They're like, oh, okay, but if he says he wants to make X and this is the best feature, how about we just give him this? We sort of just come to a middle ground, you know, when we have those, when when they are exposed to what it is that the business truly needs. So I think that's that's really key. Partnership, I think that's the key word I'm getting from this. Partnership is it's very important. Thank you so much, Gumi. So is, is, there, is there any other thing? Because I, I hear partnerships, I hear I'm working with engineers better. Um, have you had any other challenges at any point that you want to share about? Well, <laughs> there, there are many challenges, but um, let me see. One I, I could probably talk about, and I, I may have written this in an article is, um, maybe I should talk about, is is the is people truly understanding the role and the value of, of product management? This is just a very general one, um, and and this was earlier on, not 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 as recent, right? So, one of the things that we know is in different regions that product management is growing. So it's it's newer. Um, where you had a process where maybe things started directly with engineering or you had a visionary as a CEO um, and all he had to do, didn't have to do any any sort of background work that the product manager does now. Um, and he filled the shoes of, 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 of the role of the product manager. So he would just pass on to his engineering team or call his CTO or call someone and, and they build. And so when you come into those environments, because I do a lot of product consulting, you know, especially with teams that don't have um, organizations that don't have a product team or product person. So you come there and say, well, we're just bringing you here just to, because they say we need product manager, not because we really need, we don't really need product manager. So you hear a lot of that, right? And so I think the challenge there is trying to help convey and express the value that product managers bring. I see a lot of times that product managers are not given the weight, you know, that they are due. They're not given the respect that they do and people don't understand their role. So rather than focusing on the work that needs to be done, the product success, you find yourself trying to um, trying to explain to people, yeah, how important the role is or what, you know, what even your responsibilities are. Even forget the importance of it. Like, you know, this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm meant to do. This is how I help you. This is the impact I can have on the business if given the opportunity. So you're fighting that fire, right? Rather than fighting the fires around product metrics and product successes so sometimes it takes it takes a, a depend on the organization and how open they are and how much buying you have at the top so the the, yeah. the resolution to this is ensuring that you have buying at the top and top down you know i want a, a product-led environment and you know i sort of want um a, an organization that is driven by products right yeah. so once you have that buying from the top it can filter through can build a product champions around that and begin to get people to follow that same culture so it takes some time but then it really depends on how that, that message is passed across the organization interesting that's that's really great um and actually you say buying from the top I, I think it's really key to um a number of organizations have product teams but i find that when the product teams are not the one when they're coming to use the word when they are playing catch up it's less important right if they are doing things from the operational perspective and doubling as project managers right then the value is not fully expressed if they are not at the forerunner right trying to do things like market research trying to do things like um, computer analysis trying to understand what the users actually want as opposed to um, reacting based on oh okay we build this feature what's what's wrong with it is not working and all of that I, I think I, I, I see I see reason with you. Um, I like when organizations, I, I'm, and all my career, I've worked in an organization where the 
boss, right? They, everybody knows how important it's, it's a product-driven environment, right? So I haven't had any of those issues, but I, I know I've had conversations with people um, in other companies who, when they speak or when they talk, um, it's at the end of the day, it's the opinion of the engineer that is accepted, right? And then they just sort of end up playing um, the work of organizing, bringing people together, getting them to do things, to fix box project management, sort of, right? So I think it's, it's really key. Um, and definitely with your tips and advice, people will um, watch out for that when getting into organizations and also see how they can get top management by, you know, even in the organizations that they're currently working. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can listen to more product management podcasts on our website, productcentered.com. Don't forget to share this link with your friends and subscribe.